0: Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another week of Believe in the Rockets, only on the Believe Podcast Network. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at CodyDavis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Beat reporter for Sports Illustrated, covering your favorite team and the Houston Rockets. Ladies and gentlemen, the NBA draft is, at the time of this recording, four days away. And the Rockets are entering the 2022 NBA draft with not one, not two, but three first-round picks with picks number three, 17, and, of course, after departing from Christian Wood, pick number 26. Now, I'm going to switch things up a little bit today today. On Believe in the Rockets. Because last week, following the trade that sent Christian Wood to the Dallas Mavericks, I had an opportunity to jump on Big Sarge podcast called Sports Talk with Big Sarge. And me and Sarge talked about a variety of topics. Of course, we talked about the trade, grading, and evaluating the trade of Christian Wood. We talked about the draft, you know, what is the Rockets outlook entering the draft? Is there a possibility that Raphael Stone can repeat the same success of having a really good draft like he did in 2021? But me and Sarge got into a very interesting topic, and that is whether or not with Stephen Silas entering his third year as head coach of the Rockets, whether or not this upcoming season is a fair year to grade and start evaluating Steven Salas because over the last two years we have given Salas a lot of passes. First and foremost, we all know the story. You know, he he gets hired by the Rockets, Russell Westbrook depart. A couple months after that, James Harden depart. You go from a championship contending team to a team where it's looking like it's saying, uh nah. Okay, maybe we'd be okay. Then all of a sudden, boom, the Rockets are the worst team in the league. And then, of course, last year, despite the young, promising talent, you still, it, it, they winning wasn't a priority. Developing their young guys was a top priority. So, that is the main reason why I want to share my guest appearance on sports talk with big sarge because we had a very interesting talk on whether or not it is fair to start evaluating steven Silas now so that is what we're going to get into today but before we get into that i got to tell you guys about bet online our partners at bet online continue to be the number one source for all your sports betting needs and sports information Find all the latest odds, news, sports development, including this year's NBA Finals. Shout out to the Golden State Warriors for winning championship number four. My God, and maybe later on in the offseason, I think I'm going to bring somebody on this show. We got we to gotta discuss whether or not Steph Curry is definitely a top 10 player at this stage in his career. I got a lot of interesting thoughts on that, but you can also find the NHL Hockey Conference Finals. MLB the latest fighting news and even early predictions regarding the NFL season so head on over to the website or use your mobile device today and sign up and you will receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit just remember use the promo code believe that's b-l-e-a-v to get your bonus and to get into the action because bet online is where the game starts
1: hey welcome back joining me in the barracks today is none other than the thorn in my side. <laughs> that little nagging nose hair that you could never get mm, that, mm, little, mm. that little piece on the back of your hair that you just like how did the barber <laughs> miss this one <laughs> no right now i'm joined by cody davis beat writer uh for sports Illustrated, he covers the houston rockets Cody, how you doing
0: today, brother? I'm doing good, doing good. I you, sh- you should have told me when we was doing video. I would have changed my hat. You know, you know, I got my, my, my Texans hat right there where I could just you know put it on because you know I gotta shave some things up under this hat, know
1: what I'm yes, saying? Yes, but other do not than take that, that hat off. <laughs> do, do not and I repeat, do not take that hat off.
0: I could have put my Rockets hat on, but it's good, it's good, it's good. <laughs>
1: Hey, listen, my wife's about to walk through that door any second now, and if she open up that door and see your hair, she'll line to divorce me. <laughs> Cody, we're less than a week away, if I'm not mistaken, less than a week away from the uh, 2022 NBA draft. The Houston Rockets have the third overall pick mm-hmm. this year. Cody, do you see them repeating the same success that they had last year in getting Jalen Green and Alperen and uh Josh Christopher. I don't know. I almost messed his name up. Mm-hmm. And uh, Uzma Garuba. Do you see them having that success this year? I, I think it's possible. I
0: mean, when you say repeating success, it's kind of funny because it almost seems like I'm about to repeat the same thing, say, for the Texans about two months ago when you talk about <laughs> the success that they had in 2021 and could he, Nick Osirio do it again in 2022. But, of course, as far as can rafael stone repeat the success of having a successful draft i'm going to say yes because similar to last year rafael stone has multiple draft picks in the first round because look say what you want about the houston rockets and how their season ended in 2022 which you can't Raphael Stone ended up having arguably the best draft class out of the entire NBA. And when you take a look at what Jalen Green can possibly be, and I'm talking about, our, I'm already considering considering Jalen Green to be a cornerstone player for this organization. Then you take a look at Alperen Chagoon, a guy that you are considering to be a future MVP candidate. I'm going to disagree with that only because yes. that's how high yes. I think of Jalen Green. Now, hopefully things work out and they have two MVP candidates. Who knows? I call, him, then- I call him JJ. Hey, York, York <laughs> That's what I call Alperen. And, and then and then, of course, you 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 take a look at Garuba. I think you know, because after the departure of Christian Wood, I think that's going to give him a realistic opportunity to go out there on the court showcase what he can do. Then you got my then you got my guy, Josh Christopher. I really do believe that he's going like to Josh. establish himself as a true six man for this organization. And I could see him developing into, let's say, a Jordan. Uh, Jordan
1: Clarkson role, somewhere along those lines. Well, if you need someone Wait, to come hold off on. the bench. Hold on. Let me stop you right there. Because you bring up an interesting point. I, I too, am a Josh Christopher fan. I, mm-hmm. I think that Josh Christopher, if we're being, if we keep it at 100 right here on Sports Talk with Big Sarge, I think he's the most fundamentally sound player mm-hmm. that the Rockets got in the draft last year. And that may be due to the one year of college that he played. So, if you say he's the sixth man, does Dacia Nix fit anywhere in this rotation
0: as well but here's the thing i'm I'm not looking at it for twenty twenty three I'm looking at these players for what the future could be for every single gotcha. one of these guys okay. and I can see. Christopher getting a starting role, but I, I I see him playing, let's say a two or whatever the case might be. The 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 nugget in this whole factor is whether or not Kevin Porter Jr. is going to continue to develop. Of course, if he continues to to develop, you're looking at a situation where he along with Green, they're going to shed a backcourt. They're going to share the backcourt together. However, you know, so that's why with Knicks, uh, Raphael Stone and him believes in Knicks. I haven't seen enough to say I believe in Knicks as well. However, look, 2023, that's going to be another developmental year, and maybe he's going to take that that next step forward. But I say all that just to say, as of right now, what Raphael Stone was able to do, you got your your franchise cornerstone in green. You got your all-star caliber player in Shagoon. You have a guy who can take the ham as a starter. If you need him to be your sixth man or whatever the case might be, he's going to play an important role for this organization. Then you have some untapped potential, some untapped promise in Uzwan Garuba. I literally just gave you four important attributes that every rebuilding team needs in hopes of, of having a successful rebuild. I can see Raphael Stone. Repeating that same success, because now you have found that franchise cornerstone in Jalen Green, you no longer have that pressure. I believe in Paolo Banquero. Of course, I think we all agree we have been told this prior to the, the 2021, 2022 season. Yes. You know, we we was already being told that the Rockets was already going was already getting some interest and already getting themselves prepared to see what they have to do in order to get their hands on Paolo. So for the sake of this argument, we're going to keep it at Paolo. I think Paolo is going to be able to take the helm as an additional Alperin Shagun as somebody who can be another all-star caliber player in the future that you can pair alongside Jalen Green. And then in terms of filling out the rest of your roster, so we're not looking at bad basketball for the next two or three years <laughs> in terms of what they were able to do with the number 17 pick and what they're able to do with the what is it the number 26 pick yes. that they got back from Dallas in a deal that they sent back from to Christian Wood. This draft doesn't have a can't-miss prospect, but it does have young players to where you say if you put them in the right system, you put them in the right development, you give them the right head coach, and I think Stephen Silas is phenomenal in terms of how he's able to develop young talent, i.e. ask LeBron, i.e. ask Steph Curry, i.e. ask Luka Doncic, i.e. ask Baron Davis and Kimball Walker. All of these guys have talked about how Stephen Silas was someone that they can go to when they was trying to establish themselves in the league, and, look, I get it. LeBron, Steph, they're on a different level. But in terms of more of a realistic level, as in, let's say, Baron Davis or even Kimball Walker, you're talking about guys who were very respectable in the league, made all-star appearances. I think in terms of what this draft has to offer, that is going to be best for the Houston Rockets. Because like I mentioned, you're no longer looking for that, who can I make my cornerstone players for the next Five to seven years you got that in Jalen green and it's going to give you so much potential to develop with steven solace in terms of making this rebuild successful in
1: 2023 and beyond wow that's uh, you know what and i'm sitting here thinking and you know listening to you talk and i'm thinking at the same time and i was like there is nothing that you're saying that is wrong like everything you're saying is on point and i'm saying to myself Wow. Like he done hung around me long enough to have some actually <laughs> actual some good things. Look, look, I feel sure, proud sure. right now. Hey, look, <laughs> hey, the 19th is coming up, right? That's Father's Day, right? <laughs> I, 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 I feel like the media, like the media father. Like, oh, I'm so proud. I almost shed one of those thug tears. Real quick. Oh, quick. my God. Real quick, you brought up Christian Wood. Mm-hmm. My guy. That's <laughs> right. I said it. My guy. We, You
0: know, you know, Sarge, we we bonded over Kobe. We bonded yes. over Kobe. My yes. favorite Christian Wood story, Um, I forgot who they was playing against. It was me, you, and Wood. And you had asked Wood something. I think he had just came back from an injury. I don't know whatever the case might be. And something was said about a goat. And I looked at Christian Wood, and you were standing right there. And I told him, I said, I said, yo, Christian, Kobe's your goat, right? And he looked at me and said, yeah that's my goat <laughs> and then he stormed off and went and that was a that's I was a moment our
1: practices
0: oh yeah yeah that's what it I was it was a practice I, I, yeah. we must have had like our 100th argument about who's the goat or whatever the case might be I think I just said let's ask wood who the goat is because I already knew who his answer was going
1: to be wow but hey, uh, <laughs> ask Josh Christopher because you know who his goat is oh man oh don't don't, don't get me started on he that told <laughs> but you know um or uh, what was that? Uh Wednesday night, mm-hmm. the Dallas Mavericks traded for Christian Wood. And, you know, without getting into the particulars, because I don't want to go into, you know, what the Rockets got back outside of a first round draft pick. The other players, they're irrelevant. I don't see them keeping any of the players that they're going to get back that mm-hmm. they're getting in this trade. And, you know, trading away Christian Wood. I understand Christian Wood isn't a max player. I get that. I got it. Do you think that? One of the reasons Christian Wood may not have thrived the way he could have thrived here with the Houston Rockets was because he was out of position because they started Jay Sean Tate at the four a lot. It started Christian Wood at the five. And I'm a firm believer that Christian Wood is one, not a center. He's mm-hmm. not a five. He's, you know, he's the equivalent to, you know, you go to the court, and there's the tallest guy there, you automatically assume that he's a center. So you automatically yeah. expect him to be down low in the post, playing the post position and you're saying to myself, no, I'm a stretch four. Like, I, I can shoot. You know, I, I, my handles aren't the best, but, you know, I operate facing the basket, not with my back to the basket. And so mm-hmm. I think that – do you think that the Rockets are going to miss a player like Christian Wood? or do you and and do you think that do you think the rockets are going to miss him at any point during this rebuilding season and because there were some games where Christian Wood took over he's the leading scorer and the leading rebounder for for the rockets this the past last
0: two years the last two years
1: yeah and so you think at any point in time the rockets are going to to miss his athleticism and you know I get it he has some deficiencies on the defensive end but offensively he gave you a lot he could stretch the floor he could hit you know those threes and and what do you think that Dallas is getting? And where do you think he positions himself? Or how how successful do you think he'll be being paired up with a superstar like Luka Doncic?
0: Mm, I, I look at that from three different ways. Um, to say, does will the Rockets miss Christian Wood this season? I'm going to say no, but I think they will possibly miss him when you look at games where had they had a guy that can go out and give you 20 points and 10 rebounds in a winnable game, because yes, the Houston Rockets did in, you know, the season with the league's worst record for the second consecutive year, those guys do not like to lose, you know, Stephen Silas, he understands, you know, that development is important, but I understand, but he also wants to win and, I'm very interested to see what is going to be the objective for this organization next season because you were standing right there with, with, with me, along with Kelly, along with Jonathan, along with the rest of Houston media. Steven Silas said something that I'm going to – I'm not going to say I'm going to hold him accountable, but it's something that I'm going to keep my eye on. And he said the mistakes that he allowed this season is not going to take place again next season, which uh, means yeah. – you know even if development was the number one factor in 2022 this is an organization that's going to want to win more than 20
1: games next season however uh, wait hold on how many games will it take for it, it how many games will it take in the beginning of the season for them to lose in order for him to be on the hot seat because we understand the first that's... year the first year there was a lot of turmoil and then COVID. I mean, you, you got yeah. Russell Westbrook leaving, you got James Harden leaving. There was a lot of turmoil. Players were in and out. Um, then the second year, I'm sorry, and then you get COVID. you know. Uh no, I'm sorry, it wasn't COVID. He he came after the bubble, correct? Yeah, he came after the bubble, but no, it was sorry, still like that, that weird COVID, non-covid yes. and, season, and that's where I'm getting it. So you know, he, the things that he had to deal with was no Russell Westbrook, no James Harden in the first season. Yeah, and then there was a lot of a lot of turnover for the Houston Rockets. Second season, you have a bunch of young players mm-hmm. you're trying to develop. You develop four players under the age of 20, and you also have uh, what you, your one of your starters is 21 and Kevin Porter Jr. And you know you got KJ Martin who's also young, and so last year was a development year. So he's going into his third year and and i didn't mean to cut you off but when you said that i'm thinking is he also being evaluated this year Or does he have an opportunity to say now that you have all the factors in place you have your players back from last year the first two years okay we get it is this his first year where they're going to say okay you got everything you need we got your draft picks we got you you know Whatever the case, we got you everything that you need, all the tools that you pretty much need to be somewhat successful and not coming last in the n b a this year. But if he starts losing at the beginning of the season, is he on the hot seat, or will is his job secure for this season <laughs> it I'm gonna say for the
0: sake of this topic right now. is going I
1: your credential to... in jeopardy? No, 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 <laughs> okay. you didn't, because first and foremost, I
0: love Stephen Solis. Like, yeah. I'm rooting for him. Like, the things he had to go through was just totally unfair for him. I mean, this guy was coming in. I mean, everybody knows the story. He was coming in thinking you about to coach, you know, two first ballot Hall of Famers and you turn around and your best player is Christian Wood. And, you know, then there was the wild wow factor era where we thought the Rockets was going to be okay, and then <laughs> boom, the you know. Factor. But, you know, I'm going to answer this in two different ways to tie it all back to Christian Wood. In terms of will he be on the high seat, I think it's all going to depend on the development of Jalen Green and Kevin Porter Jr. Because since you have taken Christian Wood out of it, you have now looked at Kevin Porter Jr. And you damn sure has now looked at Jalen Green and said, okay, this is now your team. And the success that we want to have, that we're hoping to have, is riding on our shoulders. If he is getting evaluated next season, I'm gonna go off the limb and say it is still unfair because yes, you are getting a guy in Palo that I think is going to have a phenomenal career, but at the same time, it's gonna take him a while to develop himself and establish himself in the NBA and This this team, you know, from what it's looked like on paper, unless they can go out and get somebody um, in free agency that they can sign just to be a force in the locker room as a leadership. This team doesn't is still lacking a leader. And that's what I think they need the most out of anything. So in in that aspect of it, I mean, if you go into training camp, you go into preseason and Jalen Green and, and and Kevin Porter Jr. And even Elperin should go into a certain extent if those three guys take that leap where you can say, you know what, I feel comfortable to say the ceiling of this organization is competing for a play-in tournament. Let's say you go from 15 to number 11. I think number 11 is still out of the play-in tournament, but at least you keep your name in the ringer for an extremely long time. Then I could say, okay, now you can say that this is an evaluation season for Steven Silas. But if you don't see that, that development out of those two guys, and then you bringing in more young talent, Then it's like, okay, we're going into our third season, and Silas still hasn't had an opportunity to prove his worth as a coach with fair talent, with quality talent, and most importantly, experienced talent. And experienced talent is the number one thing that I think Steven Silas has missed through his entire head coaching tenure with the Houston Rockets. With that being said, to go back to your original question about whether or not the Houston Rockets will miss Christian Wood, I'm going to say no once again because at the end of the day, the most important thing for this organization is development. However, those games like – I want to say the last game against the San Antonio Spurs when you lost by – what was it? Three points. Um, Matter of fact, that whole run, the whole two, three weeks in the season run last year where the Rockets – They lost majority, if not all of their games, but excluding a game against the Hawks, and I might be missing one more. The Rockets were in a lot of those games. And yes, I, I, I looked at that and I said, and you saw they was competing. You saw Jalen green, Kevin Porter, Jr. all these guys were finding their groove, but they was missing something. And that one thing that they was missing was a Christian Wood because he can go out there and give you that extra 10 to 15 points that you needed to go out and give you those um, five to seven rebounds that they actually needed. And I'm pointing that out. And yes, I understand that this is a guy who damnly averaged 20 and 10 during his entire career with the Houston Rockets. But, had he been in those games and you go back and take a look at those games, it's because the Rockets got out rebounded against the game against the I think it was the Indiana Pacers when we had them badass kids screaming behind us majority of the game. But when you go back, <laughs> when you go back and take a look at that game, exactly it was just screaming Gina! when you go back and you take a look at The games where you can say, man, had they got an additional two or three rebounds, had they had an opportunity for somebody to go out there and create their own shot like a Christian Wood, what if – then the the competitive aspect, I would say they would miss him at the beginning of the year. So – and and to answer your other question about what the Dallas Mavericks are getting in Christian Wood, I think the Dallas Mavericks, of course, if Christian Wood have his head all straight because, you know – there was times where, you know, he, he wasn't good for the locker room, but that is important because I think Christian Wood is going to a team where not only he's able to play his role as a four, but he's also going to a team where he can play his role as the second, possibly third best player, a role that he originally came and signed with the Houston Rockets. Now, I get it. Um, I, I can't remember by the time he signed with the Rockets, I don't know if, Russell Westbrook was already out the door or his departure probably came one or two days, um, you know, after Wood signing. I, I can't remember. I got to go back and see the timeline. But at the end of the day, Christian Wood at least thought, you know, I could have a season with with, with James Harden. And I know James Harden can help me get to that level of an all star caliber player where he wants to be. With that being said, with him going to Dallas, I could see him making more sacrifices in terms of the mental aspect that wasn't all always there with the Houston Rockets. That's going to give him an opportunity to get, get his head on straight. The Christian Wood that we would have seen had James Harden stayed, that is what the Dallas Mavericks is going to get, which I think is going to be the best version of Christian Wood.
1: Wow. All right, I got to get ready to get up out of here, man, and, you know, Everything you just said, I'm sitting here listening. I was like, if only John Wall would have just played.
0: Boy, man. If only
1: John Wall would have just bought in to. But then again, we'll look at it. I'm going to say this. Um, you know, one, one thing you brought up about leadership. Um, I With Kevin Porter Jr., I think he's ready to be a leader. I think he's starting to to put his head on, to get his head together. And that last stretch with him and Jalen, when it was just him and Jalen, they took over and they did what they, you know, they did what they did the last what month or two of the season. After the Mm All-Star break, those two really stepped it up. One thing that I loved about watching Kevin Porter Jr., and it's the small things. It's the small things that people need to take notice of when you see these players evolving. You Notice he stopped complaining to the refs a lot yes the moment he stopped complaining to the refs and just kept playing and i think that had a lot to do with him looking over and seeing because Jalen green doesn't complain a lot Hmm. he doesn't He'll, he'll say yo i got hit or whatever but he doesn't complain a lot. he just keeps playing that's what i seen from kevin porter jr when he stopped complaining so much what does that do now he's not on the other end while the rest of the team is down there playing defense he's getting back on defense and then it's keeping him aggressive because now he's put it in the ref's ear. Hey, look, I'm getting beat up. You know, they're beating me up, but I'm going to keep driving and keep going to the basket. And so that was part of the leadership, leadership and the growth that I've seen for him towards the end of the season that I want to see him carry over. All right. Tell them where they can find you at. Cody
0: Davis, please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Why 24? Because Kobe Bryant is my GOAT.
1: Kevin Hart has this thing where it's like I'm just gonna let that joke I'm just gonna let that die like right there just, <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna let I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna be quiet and let it just right there like right, right there hey what you got coming up man what you working on draft stuff for the Rockets yeah, a lot of draft
0: stuff for the Houston Rockets, of course, you know, over at my Texan stuff, um, just to so luck, like, just finishing up some minicamp stuff, um, which is that's about to be quiet for a little bit, which is good, by the way. I'm so happy I ain't gotta talk about the other guy that used to wear double four. But
1: um, but yeah, but in terms of the Houston Rockets, just getting prepared for the draft. Hey, you can find me on Twitter at Big Sarge Sports with the Z at the end. You can find me at Big Sports.com. And as always, you can listen to me on in the trenches hosted by former NFL player N.D. Kalou, 10 to 12 p.m. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on Sports Talk 790. I'm out. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.